your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of the Locked On Golden Knights podcast is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS app store and find one of our Locked On rooms, Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. Welcome to the Locked On Golden Knights podcast. I'm Jack Manning. I'm AJ Alexander. And the Vegas Golden Knights have reassigned Cody Glass from the Vegas Golden Knights down to the Henderson Silver Knights, and he is currently, as we record this, on his way to Tucson, Arizona to play for the Henderson Silver Knights tonight. AJ, what do you think of Cody Glass being reassigned to the Henderson Silver Knights? Kind of a rough move, very controversial move as far as social media is concerned. That's to be expected, I'd say, but at the same time, looking at the split as far as the fan base is concerned, I'd say it's about a 70-30 in favor of this being a bad move. I think I'm actually part of the 30% personally. I know we talked about it the other night. What do you think about this? It's pretty clear that they want him to have some five-on-five time. What do you think about this? Yeah, so I personally advocated for Cody Glass to be reassigned to the AHL just a few days ago. Not because I don't think that he can can contribute to an NHL team. I think he clearly can. And we we saw that just the other day when he played against, against the LA Kings. And I don't think that he's being reassigned because he's not good enough to play in the NHL. I think he's being reassigned to assist in his development because right now he's playing on average about 13 minutes and 49 seconds per night. And that's his average as he's been in the NHL. And over the last 24 months, he's only played a total of 64 hockey games. In fact, over the last 24 months, he hasn't even played a single season's worth of hockey. And so for a guy that was expected to be absolutely dominant when he came into the NHL, or at least within a year of coming to the NHL, but had his development thrown off track by injuries and by a global pandemic, what he needs more than anything is to play big minutes and to be reminded of the absolute beast that he was in junior and how good he was for the Chicago Wolves of the AHL in their Calder Cup run. And I think that he's going to get that by getting 10 or 15 games with the Henderson Silver Knights. Now, I did mention being part of that 30% that this is actually a good move. And I think we're in agreement on that. But I can definitely understand some of the suspicion that the fans on the other side have. There's a little bit of a timing issue here. Cody Glass just had one of, if not his best game of the season. So it's a little strange. After just reinserting him into the lineup after a few games off, it's a little suspect to send him down. And on top of that, one of the big themes last night as far as why Cody Glass played better and a lot of the questions asked of other players and Pete DeBoer was he played better because he brought energy. That was the big key word that everybody mentioned. Pete DeBoer, right after mentioning he had that energy, said that maybe sitting a few days helped him get his legs back. Now it seems to be a confidence issue. And while that makes sense on paper because Cody has mentioned his confidence taking dips this year, doesn't it look a little suspect on paper, just the timing of it all? Listen, I, I've, I'm going to let folks in on a little bit of a secret, 
and it's that this move to send Cody Glass down to the AHL is very likely not a direct reflection of what his play was against the LA Kings or his play in general. Instead, this has very likely a direct correlation with the anticipated return of Alex Petrangelo to the lineup. When you add Alex Petrangelo's $8.8 million in cap hit back to the active roster, you simply don't have the cap room to have any extra players. And Cody Glass is the only waiver-exempt player who is playing for the Golden Knights in the NHL. And so in order for the Golden Knights to get down to a roster of 12 forwards, 6 defensemen, and 2 goalies, they already waived Nick Holden, and they had to get one player from the forward core off the roster, and the easiest person to send down was Cody Glass. And it has, again, the the added benefit of giving Cody the opportunity to play 20, 25 minutes a night against competition that he can dominate, that he can remind himself of, of how well he can play and what he can do with the puck when he's got the confidence. And if we're being honest, the lower stakes of if the Henderson Silver Knights lose a game, not only are they currently sitting at 14 or 15 and 3, there's no there's not going to be a championship run in the AHL this year. So if they lose, if Cody Glass screws up and blows a big play, he's not risking anything. Instead, he's just giving himself an opportunity to game conditions without the risk of screwing anything up. And I think that's going to be really valuable for a guy like Cody who hasn't had any even strength production o- over the last year. All right, so two questions here. And, and as long as we're making arbitrary approximations here, or at least I am, I'm going to ask you to do it. Assign a ratio here. How much of this is cap move and how much of it is Cody does need the five on five work? 90% a cap move. Really? And, and okay. the difference is previously in this in the season they had simply sent cody to the taxi squad where he wasn't going to be playing at all and this time they decided let's take that 10 percent and use it to our benefit let's get cody 25 minutes a night because as of right now he's not being the difference in wins at the nhl level so let's use this time to our benefit to see if we can turn cody glass from a third line passenger into a third line driver of offense or even potentially a second line true asset i would expect that 90 percent of the timing of this move at least has to do with cap implications all right so my second question is how much of this can possibly screw with his head a little bit we're seeing a lot of fans talk about that and we've seen cody glass talk about his confidence being shaken to the media publicly they're saying they want him to get more five on five time that's what mccrimmon said today On paper, it does sound like it's an issue with Glass. They aren't saying that it's a cap move, and I get it. It probably is, but if Glass is reading McCrimmon's public quotes, he's thinking it's on him. Yeah, so here's what Kelly McCrimmon had to say to Justin Emerson today. Again, big shout out to Justin Emerson, friend of the show, uh, on his excellent reporting and getting McCrimmon live right, right after the news broke. But here's what McCrimmon had to say. I just wanted to see him get a little more confidence, five on five, so we'd like him to go down there and play games, contribute, and be an offensive player. Come back and give us some use when he returns. You want to make your decisions based on what's best for development, and at the same time, we're in the winning business. So you're factoring all those things together. Now, at least initially, you might think, okay, well, McCrimmon's saying that 
Cody doesn't contribute to winning. And I don't think that's exactly what he's saying. I think what he's saying is that on the one hand, we'd like to have Cody up here because he's a better contributor to this team than some other folks. And I I don't need to call out who those people are. I think everybody can make those conclusions for themselves. But I think what he is saying is that the long-term goal, the long-term goal of making sure that Cody Glass is a top-notch player, somebody that lives up to that sixth overall draft position, he needs to play huge minutes. And if he's only playing, like I say, on average 13 minutes and 49 seconds per game over the last 64 games, he simply doesn't have the time to get his feet under him and get that confidence. You hear all the time in the beginning of training camp that, hey, I, I need to get my timing down. Hey, I need, to, I need to get a little bit more time on the ice so I can remember what it's like to get my timing down. And if you're playing these intermittent shifts, intermittent games, especially when you're one of 13 forwards and you're being shuffled back and forth on a line with Keegan Colzar, like was happening at the beginning of the season, I don't think that Cody Glass has ever really gotten his legs under him after coming back for, from that gruesome injury. I think that Cody Glass has had a lot of discussions with McCrimmon, with Pete DeBoer. I don't think that this came as a surprise to him. I would tend to believe that Cody Glass probably knew that this was coming or was a possibility before last night's game. The players in the locker room probably knew that this was coming before and especially after last night's game. You heard a number of players and Pete DeBoer, like you mentioned earlier, all of them praising the good things that Cody Glass did in last night's game, because I think they knew that Cody Glass was going to go down and spend some time in the AHL so that he could come back a better player. Ultimately, with about 25 games left in the NHL season and even fewer games left in the AHL season, Cody Glass has an opportunity now to go and get significantly better between now and when he comes back to the NHL. And if he comes back and is... 10%, 15% better than he is now, and he's already a borderline decent third liner, if he comes back and he's that much better and he's that much more able to contribute to a Stanley Cup contending team, this helps them win in the long term and it helps his development in the long term. And I think that's really what the team is going for. And McCrimmon mentioned it himself, quote, you want to make your decisions based on what's best for development. There are some fans out there that would argue developing against AHL players. Yes, you're getting more minutes. He's getting more ice time, but it's not exactly the same sort of competition that he'd be facing in the NHL. And therefore, the development isn't the same or isn't there at all. Tell us why that's not exactly the case. All right. So have you ever played a video game where there's an easy mode, media mode, and a hard mode. Well, obviously, all of us have. And let's just take Tetris for an example. If you start on level one, everyone can get through through the first level of Tetris where the blocks are barely coming at you. That's not a challenge. At the same time, if you start at level nine, the hardest difficulty, you're not going to be able to to clear the blocks as, as quickly as you would. But if you start at that medium level or you build up to that medium level and ultimately to the hard level, you find yourself doing better overall. You're able to perform better at the harder levels once you've had some of that medium level competition. And what Cody Glass hasn't ever really had is that medium level competition, at least not in about two years. And so I think that it was a bit of a mistake in retrospect, and I don't blame them for this because I probably would have criticized them at the time, but I think it was a bit of a mistake not to put Cody Glass into some 
lower level competition earlier on just to get him ramped up before he came back straight into the NHL. Now, again, this is all hindsight being 2020. But I think that giving him a slow ramp up speed after coming back from a gruesome injury and after having put on a significant amount of weight that he needed to get used to, man, I, I in retrospect, it, it seems obvious to me that he needed a little bit of time and he's, now he's finally going to get it. Yeah, it's not exactly as if he's being sent down to juniors or even Fort Wayne. Exactly. This is not a Peyton Krebs situation where he's going down to play for the Winnipeg Ice. While there is a significant difference in the quality of play between the AHL and the NHL, the AHL is still either the second or third best league in the world, depending on who you ask. Cody Glass take a small step back so that he can take three or four steps forward is not detrimental to his development. And I know that folks have said, well, why are they preferring Keegan Colazar or Nick Waugh or, or Ryan Reeves or William Carrier over Cody Glass? You well, said you wouldn't name names, and there you go, naming names. I'm, I, I, uh, this is <laughs> McCarthyism all over again. I'm naming names. No, at the end of the day, each of those guys is way closer or already past their peak development. Meanwhile, Cody Glass is not anywhere close to the peak player that he will ultimately become. He's just about to turn 22 years old. He still has at least a year or two to go before he even begins to approach his best years in the NHL. So I think it's easy to look at those guys that are still in the NHL and are going to continue to play 10 or 11 minutes a night and say, well, Cody Glass would do better. Yeah, he, he probably would, and he would probably get some developmental benefit from playing against that tougher competition. But what he needs right now, more than anything, is to find the rhythm that he had in junior, that he had in the very beginning of his NHL career, and he especially had when he played in the AHL in their Calder Cup run. And I think he knows that. I also think that that's maybe something that Cody could use. You did mention a specific detail there as far as coming back from the injury. And the broadcast last night actually brought up an interesting parallel I want us to dig into a little bit right after this. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. This app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join a conversation about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to the big news or rumors. You can even find locked-on hosts across the NBA, MLB, and NHL. I'll be joining the app soon, so be sure to get started, and I'll meet you there. Go download the free Locker Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NHL group for the latest league updates. I know you'll find a ton of incredible rooms around your favorite teams and leagues. I can't wait to join you on the app, and I'll be sure to let you know once the Locked On Golden Knights room is live. Download the Locker Room app today. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. We've been telling you about the Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. And now is the time to find out which Built Bar is best in Built Bar Madness. Go to BuiltBar.com or at Bar underscore Built on Twitter, and remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best-tasting protein bar. All right, so... Now that we're back, let's talk about that injury, because I think there's some correlation there as far as some of the things we heard yesterday and a player that was actually on the ice 
Gabriel Velarde, the 11th pick in the same 2017 entry draft that Cody Glass was a member of. He had a very interesting path to the NHL. There are some parallels with Cody Glass. Velarde had a back injury that really prevented him from even getting AHL time for about a whole year. Now he's back into the league and he's, he's looking really good. We're seeing him blossom into a solid player. So many parallels, same draft, very similar size, very interesting parallel there. And when you couple that with the quotes that we heard last night, rest was the theme. How much of that rest could have been the fact that Cody Glass is still recovering from that injury and it isn't 100% from it? Yeah, I I think that's a a pretty good point. And if you look at the way that the AHL schedule is set up, it's set up in a way that you have two or three games in a quick period, either three or four days, and, and then you've got three or four days off. And so that gives players down there a chance to develop physically in the gym improve on their their quickness improve on their rest as you suggested and I think that's key because yeah the guys in the NHL and the guys in the AHL for that matter are elite athletes but it takes a while to train to get to that level of fitness while Cody Glass had all summer to bulk up his upper body he was still just in rehab mode all the way up until the beginning of the season and so if the same legs that were carrying his 180, 190 pound frame are now carrying an extra 20 pounds of weight, but he didn't have a chance to actually train those lower body muscles, of course he's going to look slower. All of a sudden, he's top heavy. I think the comparison that you bring up is apt uh, that Gabriel Velarde suffered a serious injury. If not for that injury, he probably would have gone in the the top five or six players in the draft, somewhere around the same place as as Cody Glass. He was ranked there all year long in, in 2017 because the Kings took the slow path. Because they took the path that would allow him to recover and allow him to get back to full health, you're now seeing a player develop who's going to be a top six option for the Kings for the foreseeable future. And I think that's exactly what they're looking for from Cody Glass is somebody who can be a top six contributor. If you just want Cody Glass to be a serviceable third line center, sure, keep him in the NHL now. On the other hand, if you want to see a player that turns into something special, If you want to see a player that does more than just produce on the power play, but instead also produces at five on five and makes guys like Alex Tuck, makes guys like Peyton Krebs look like superstars, then you need to give him an opportunity to get where he needs to be. And it's easy to say, this is the time for Cody. This is his chance. This is is when he was supposed to break out. Well, we make plans and the NHL gods laugh. (laughs) And so sometimes injuries will derail a guy's development on the short term. As long as you put a guy on a path to recovery and then development, you can make sure that 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 knee injury from his rookie year doesn't dictate how the rest of his career will go. And so I'm, I am glad that they're giving him this opportunity to get up to speed and then ultimately surpass where he is now and become a longtime contributor for the Golden Knights. It's one of the most important things you can have is confidence in your body to where you weren't in your own head. You were just playing with your instincts, and that's what Cody Glass is all about. Yeah, and the, the soapbox that I'm standing on is about to break because I've been <laughs> stomping so hard. So we'll be back in just a couple of minutes to talk about some fresh Vegas Golden Knights contracts that have been signed with brand new rookies. So we'll be back just after this. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Find the Locked On Today podcast on Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. 
BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your local sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine, and BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets online, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. Again, use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. So like you mentioned before we went to break, there's some fresh blood in the system. Contracts were signed today. Yeah, Leighton Ahak, a 2018 third-round pick for the Vegas Golden Knights, primarily a defensive defenseman who's been playing in the NCAA for the last couple of years in Ohio. There's a reason that you may not know his name, and it's because he's not putting up those flashy highlight reel plays. But this is a guy that's got a little bit of offense to his game and is probably a lot more similar to a Braden McNabb than he is to a, okay. to a Shea Theodore. But that there's a really good good player there in Leighton Ahak. He's a guy that's going to be defensively responsible, is going to move the puck well, can skate just fine, and adds a little bit of physicality to, to his game. There's a lot to be excited with about Leighton Ahak, even if he's not going to be a great fantasy option for you. There's another contract signed today, Zach Hayes, a name that not too many are familiar with. Bring us up to speed. Yeah, so Zach Hayes is a 22-year-old kid, Tw 21 now, will be 22 in just a couple of weeks, and he was previously on just an AHL contract with the Henderson Silver Knights, but has played well enough down there to make himself an NHL option, got himself that entry-level contract, which is a pretty impressive thing for, for a young player that wasn't on anyone's radar enough to get himself an NHL contract at the beginning of the year, but because he's been such a valuable contributor in Henderson, they decided to ink him to a deal. Now, why I think this is particularly interesting, because there are other options in the AHL Silver Knights that I probably would have signed to an NHL deal before Zach Hayes. Not, nothing to take away from, from Zach Hayes, but Ryan Murphy has 12 points through 17 games as a defenseman. At one point was a high first round pick. And from a statistical standpoint, was projected when he was a, pro a young prospect to be one of the top players uh, in the NHL, not just one of the top players you know, for his draft class, but he was expected to be a, an absolute superstar. Good on Zach Hayes, a guy that is probably a depth option for most of his career, but a guy that could show himself again similar to, to be a defensive defenseman with a bit of a physical edge, somebody that can fill that enforcer vibe, adding a ton of physicality and a little bit of, hey, if you mess with our stars, I will mess with your brain. <laughs> Fair enough. How much of that has to do with Ryan Murphy already being 27, being 5'11", 180? Zach Hayes, again, 6'3", 218, 21 years old. Uh, how much of that has to do with a combination of age and just being relatively undersized compared to the biggest team in the league, the Golden Knights? Yeah, I would assume that the, the Vegas Golden Knights see a future for Zach Hayes with them. And I think that Ryan Murphy is probably going to look for an option elsewhere after this season where he can maybe sign an NHL contract, have the ability to try and work his way onto an NHL roster. One thing about AHL deals is if a guy gets an NHL offer from any team in the league at any point, he can immediately leave his AHL deal and immediately jump on to, to that new roster. So 
maybe Ryan Murphy is holding out just for that option to go and play a couple of games for some team out there that's willing to take a shot on him. Yeah, I don't think it's unreasonable at all to imagine him playing a seventh defender role on a a team that has got a little less depth than the Golden Knights as far as defense goes. Ryan Murphy is one of the top scoring defensemen in the entire AHL right now. If he has an option this year at 27 years old or next year at 28 years old to go play in the NHL, I couldn't fault him one bit for trying to do that. Something happened today and on paper for a lot of fans is sort of confusing. It almost sounds like Brandon Cruz is going back in time Terminator style because he went to a transfer portal. Please explain that for everybody. (laughs) That's right. So Brandon Cruz who was a 2018 fifth round pick for the Vegas Golden Knights, has entered the NCAA transfer portal, even though it's his senior year in the NCAA. Due to pandemic rules, the NCAA is allowed for fourth year players to get a fifth year in the NCAA. And so he's entered the transfer portal and is apparently looking to go to a graduate program where he'll play a fifth year of NCAA hockey. And while this doesn't necessarily terminate the rights that the Vegas Golden Knights have with Brandon Cruz. To me, this seems like a pretty good indication that the likelihood that Brandon Cruz is going to sign with with the Vegas Golden Knights is pretty low, at least as for, for this season. This would have been the opportunity for Brandon Cruz to come in and sign a contract and get his his pro career started, but it seems like he's he's going to pursue his education, and, and I can't really fault him for that. Maybe there's, there's an NHL contract waiting for him with some club after he graduates or after his fifth year of NCAA eligibility. But for now, it seems like Brandon Cruz is likely done with the the Vegas Golden Knights organization. So what exactly are the Golden Knights at least potentially losing here? What sort of prospect was he or is he rather? Yeah, so put up over 100 points in four years of NCAA hockey, which which is an impressive number. But I think he lacked the the elite foot speed that you would need to, to really make an impact at the NHL level with that kind of size. Uh, I don't think he has any elite attributes, and I think he probably would have been AHL depth for the Vegas Golden Knights. All of those guys who are above him, or at least I would imagine are above him on the depth chart, probably didn't look like a particularly appetizing option You know, when he can go get a free year of uh, a graduate education or potentially sign with a team that isn't quite so you know, f- filled up with forward prospects who are more likely to get to the NHL than he is. Yeah, there's... There's undersized as in Jonathan Marcheseau or Cole Caulfield. And there's Brandon Cruz, who is at 5'9", 155. All in all, just doesn't really fit the profile of a Golden Knight in general anyhow. Not to say that it's a total disqualification, but at 22 years old, he's not going to grow a whole lot bigger. Yeah, that, that that's exactly right. And he was taken as an overager. And, and it's a gamble that just didn't work out. And that, that's what happens with fifth round picks. The draft in general is just a set of lottery tickets. Am I right? Yeah, that, that, that is exactly right. And the further down in the draft you go, fifth round, sixth round, seventh round, you, sometimes you just have to take a flyer on a guy and you hope that a guy who's 5'9 is going to develop into an elite offensive talent. And that just, that just didn't happen with him. He's still a very good NCAA player, but I just don't see pro upside with him. Well, interesting news there. And tomorrow we've got a game against the Kings. Second game of a four-game homestand there at T-Mobile. A big theme you heard last night again, not taking the Kings for granted. What do you expect tomorrow, Jack? 
Yeah, I expect the, the Golden Knights to put up a mirror performance of what they put up against the, the Kings just yesterday. I think they're going to go in, knock the doors off the place, and I think they're going to make the, make the Kings wish that they had never started playing hockey. And when it happens, we'll be here to cover every detail. <laughs> That's exactly right. So thanks again for tuning into the Locked On Golden Knights podcast. We'll be back again tomorrow morning. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your local sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine, and BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets online, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. Again, use the promo code Locked On and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts.